because after the the terrible demoralizing experience of last week, like I think I actually really liked this episode, Kyle. I did too, Nick. I mean, <sighs> thank God, right? Because the one thing. The one thing going in that I think both of us felt, although neither one of us stated it explicitly, was we didn't have another episode like last week in us. No, and it's friends will ask like, "Do you do you like the show? Is that why you do?" It? And I have to say, "No, I don't know why I do it." And and what is it we do? Hi, I'm Nick. Hi, I'm Kyle. And we uh, are putting together this show, The Big Bang Theory Theory, where we watch the show because we don't figure out. We want to figure out why the hell people like it. We're starting to get closer, I guess. I mean, some of the episodes are actually pretty good, even if 80% of them are hot fire trash. But, uh, Kyle, you wanted to... You you had a theory. I don't know if you wanted to get, like, right into that or if you wanted to reveal that later on in the episode. Well, I have a couple of theories. The first thing is just something that I've been thinking about all week that carries over from last... So this episode is weird for a lot of reasons, which we can go over the summary in a minute. But it actually starts out, you know, since it's not relevant to the rest of the plot, we can talk about the cold open, as it were. Like, ties very nicely into last week's whole thing because they're trying to figure out where to go, they all agree that they want to see one movie, but they can't figure out where to go see it or at what time because Sheldon has all of these hyper-specific requirements about what movie theater they're allowed to go to and what restaurant they can eat at. And they've got it all mapped out on their whiteboard, Yes, that's the other piece of continuity uh, from last week is they're using that whiteboard to to solve incredibly mundane problems in hyper-specific technical ways. But anyway, after going through multiple attempted scenarios, they basically realize that uh, there's no solution that will allow them, that will satisfy all of Sheldon's criteria for what they need to do, so they just leave without him. And the final scene before they cut to the uh, music is just him going, well, I guess that makes sense. It was really the only logical move left. Yeah, it's they, they really go out of their way to try to figure out a way to incorporate Sheldon until he starts speaking, and then they're like, oh, right, this is, this. none of these relationships we have make sense. We're just going to go. And even Sheldon's like, that's reasonable. I under like I don't get a lot of things about how uh, personal interactions work, but this one, yeah, I'm not fun. I don't, I don't, I don't deserve to have friends. So this was, I was still thinking. I spent a lot of this week ruminating over what it was exactly that drove me so crazy about Sheldon in the last episode. Yeah, and I think specifically, and we see it here at the beginning. It's not just that he's really smart. It's literally that he thinks he know like the word I guess is know it all. He is a know it all in like the actual like philosophical sense in which he is convinced that everything in life, both the subjective and objective uh, criterion of the world around him, have answers that he that only he sees and can figure out. And if you disagree with him, you're just wrong. Well, I I think. Uh, all of that is correct. I don't mean your interpretation. I mean the things that Sheldon believes about himself. He seems to really have it together. No, you don't mean that. Nobody, I mean, there are plenty of smart people are out there who are like, yeah, I'm good at math, but you know, that doesn't mean like that, like the color red is like the best. He's like, my favorite color is red. But I, but Sheldon would be like, my favorite color is red because mathematically red is the most pleasing color because it maps onto the you know chromatic spectrum in such and such a way and anyone who does not prefer red to any other color is really just uh losing out on is just aesthetically inferior to me in every way so you're trying to tell me that because he's able to make the case for why his favorite color is the best color that he's somehow not actually intellectually superior that 
by being able to explain exactly why he's right, somehow he's less right. Yes, because as Kant pointed out in oh, his critique Jesus of, Christ. you asked for it, motherfucker. I wasn't going to go this deep, and you had to play devil's advocate, so here we are. Oh, I did a thing. Everybody knows that the fundamental quality of aesthetics is that they can't be justified by the same moral qualms as ethics. That's what differentiates them. We might have... You know, uh, we might be able to get an op from an is, depending on who you ask, about mm. what the right thing to do in any particular situation is, at least if we share the same values. But there is no necessary bridge in valuation between ethics and aesthetics. The things that we find morally right are not necessarily the most pleasing things. K- Kyle Boom! And I, Kyle and I are using a new microphone setup right now, and I am so glad that it requires me to not look at him while I speak. This is... Jesus. Ends and means, right? Kant, he died a virgin. That's someone we want to really take the advice of. Yeah, but he wanted to die a virgin, so that's good for him, I guess, for living out his values. I suppose, yeah. All right. In contrast to that very thorough explanation, uh, I'm going to very quickly do this short summary of the episode. Uh, It's pretty easy. We already went over the beginning of it, which has nothing to do with the rest of the episode, or nobody likes Sheldon again. Uh, But most importantly... uh, Penny's having a bad time because she can't pay in her bills because she doesn't work uh, at the restaurant enough, which is still a cheesecake factory, I guess. And so Sheldon just has a lot of extra money and says, take some. And she's like, how? What? Why? And he says, like, take some because this is the one cool thing about me is I don't have any sort of weird emotional connection to money. Also like the Soviet Union. Yes. Uh, And so Penny takes a bunch of his money and uh, she starts spending some of it on frivolous things. Uh, and she gets super paranoid, but the thing is, is that Sheldon literally doesn't give a shit about it, and so it's kind of fun to watch her freak out about absolutely nothing. And then uh, Leonard, uh, looking into Penny's finances, finds out that she lost a lot of money uh, because she had to spend it on her ex-giant uh, gorilla boyfriend's court case. And so Leonard decides very bravely he's going to go confront the giant gorilla man to get the money back, and he fails, but for whatever reason... Giant Gorilla Monkey Man does give the money back later. Doesn't tie it to Leonard at all. Penny thinks he's had a wonderful change of heart. She decides that she's going to go on... No, sorry. Penny thinks he's had a wonderful change of heart. Kurt. His name is Kurt. No, he's Giant Gorilla Man. And uh, so she's going to go on a date with him. And Leonard just has to sit there cross-legged as the the yodeler falling down the cliff... Uh, Price's right song plays infinitely for the rest of his life. Now, I th- so I think one of the reasons that this episode actually worked for me was uh, Penny is like a realistic person in this, where it's th- the idea that your friend is just going to give you like almost two thousand dollars, no strings attached, isn't impossible, but it's it's weird and rare. And her reaction to it of having to deal with that pressure of knowing that she owes a debt and that the emotional um ramping up that she goes through like she's she's paranoid and angry and uptight and telling everyone how she deserves what she gets and she never relies on anybody and i just know so many people like that she's actually a focal point of the episode she can be pretty funny i guess yeah it's easy it's easy to like there's it uh one of the funny scenes is after he gives her the money like she gets something that she had bought on amazon that arrived a beret yeah and i didn't know actually if she was telling the truth or not about having ordered that beret before Sheldon loaned her the money. You were she... having a Sheldon moment because absolutely not was she telling the truth. Okay. It was, yeah, so she goes to get her mail and Sheldon's like, hey, you forgot this package. 
clue number one <laughs> that she would ignore. But then she's like, oh, yeah, it's a brand I bought. It's fine, you know, because I got a few months ago, but it was on back order, so it didn't come just now, you know. But, like, it's money I had before. It's, like, it's something that I was kind of waiting for. It's not a really big deal. You didn't really have to draw any attention to it. But, yeah, it's just a brand I got. It's a brand I got. Mind your own business. She was lying. Okay. She was definitely lying. Okay, so she was lying. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, but, yeah, her defensiveness in that moment was, like, the most relatable thing that I have ever seen. Like, I've... Uh, don't want to get too much into it, but I've definitely had people loan me money before, and then, like, if I so much as, like, have a new, like, you know, comic book or or I brought, like, a, you know, a new pair of tennis shoes or something like that, I am suddenly on the defensive. And one of the other, like, weird, like, yeah. they're just putting everything on the table this week. Maybe it's that's like, a good thing. It's, like, so many, like, genuine character things are being revealed. They're not just being surface-level characters to spit references at each other, but they're actually dealing... Because so the thing is, uh, Penny uh, is getting dinner with the rest of the crew, and uh, because she has some money that she got from Sheldon, she's actually able to pay for it, uh, even though Leonard offers to just get it for her f- for free. Uh, Raj uh, whispers into Wallowitz's ear, who then reports that oh, Raj was just wondering if he were to wear a, a low cut tight uh, tank top, if uh, he would get his dinner for free too, and Penny kind of loses it but also raj is correct and so what do we do with that yeah it's one of, i mean he's being an asshole saying it but it's also obviously what's going on so yeah it's just sort of a weird again sort of a weird real situation it's like there are just certain things where you know you're not it's not polite to point out how like you know you're taking advantage of other people's thirst yeah or you know i don't know if you've ever had this where uh Let's let's say you're dating a lady and another lady who might be into you is like, oh, so you're going to go spend time with her, right? You like her better? And there's no cool way to just be like, yes. yes. <laughs> I don't know how to break it to you, but yeah, I'm going to go have dinner and sex with that person. So sorry that we can't keep playing Scrabble tonight. Sorry, I have to, I don't know. That's, that's a thing I don't like. But uh, I guess it's maybe just being honest about it is good because... The nerds wouldn't have been in that situation if, from the beginning, everyone were to have just acknowledged that, hey, Penny's going to get treated better because Leonard wants to have sex with her. So let's all just be cool about that. And Penny would put her hand up and she'd be like, hey, I just want everyone to know that I'm cool with that. I'm not going to let any of this get physical, but yeah, I'll take as many free meals as I can get out of it. And then everyone's good from then on. Anywho, do I want to talk about Leonard still being a big dum-dum? I want to talk about... So, well, yeah. So I guess we can get this over quickly. There were two things. First off, why Kurt came back makes Gorilla Man comes back for obvious reasons, which is he senses weakness in Penny. I mean, Leonard actually accidentally sort of offers her up on a platter because he's like, oh, she's she's scared and she's emotionally and financially vulnerable. It's the perfect time for a sociopath to swoop in, you know, fix all her problems and, you know emotionally manipulate her into an inc- into an incredibly uh at least emotionally abusive situation we're going right back to the roots of the show aren't we that's oh am i wrong is no that, you're like... not wrong that's the thing is i just it, everything you're saying it it makes so much sense and it just hurts to have to remember how these people are that yeah it's well how do we how do we get to that situation kyle where where kurt is able to swoop in well, yeah, so Leonard decides that, uh, 
that he is going to uh, go get the money from Kurt. So he goes, and it basically plays out exactly as everyone warns him it's going to play out. Well, so this is actually another funny thing. Is, okay. So Leonard is asking for support from his pals to go and get this uh, this money back from Kurt, the $1,800. And they all just uh, refuse. No, that's just that's a really stupid thing. Why yeah, would we do there's that? There's no way this is going to work. Yeah, and he eventually... This is only going to end in pain and embarrassment for us. Yeah, he eventually goads them into coming with him. Uh, it's it's not working out well, and it's like, all right, well, you guys can stay or leave. It doesn't bother me, and they all take off because, uh, I don't know, sometimes the show makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. That time, Leonard was being the Sheldon. Yeah, but what happens then is... um. So, Kurt, who is... He was bald the last time he was on the show. He's got hair again. He looks so much worse with hair. (laughs) He's been taking slightly less steroids, so his testosterone levels are lower, and he's able to grow hair on his skull again. I think that's a very um, generous interpretation. I think more that uh, the $1,800 that he took from Penny was actually to go to have uh, his head run under, like, a doll-making hair uh, machine so they can just, like staple all of it into his his flesh because well, that, it, that might be what he was saving up that money for but we specifically know that the eighteen hundred dollars was criminal fines for pissing on a cop car well, while drunk that is what penny attributes it to well we i'm just saying if they were to if if they were like if when they cast that guy they were like they put out a casting call for we need someone who looks like he would you know deface police property while under the influence by urinating on it they cast the right guy i once was out with some friends drinking, and Nick's oversharing life stories. It's Nick's oversharing life story time. And they, these were, these were new friends. We were all in a big hippie nonprofit do-gooder program together. And one of them, older than I am, at, was at the time. I was in my my early mid twenties. This woman was like an adult. She was like in her thirties. And uh, I got drunk. She started peeing on cars because she. Like, not because she had to pee, but she was like, this is like, this is fun. I feel alive. And I was like, I I have no idea how to respond to any of this. I can't support it. I don't think I'm into this. But I can't tell her not to be herself. I'm not going to watch. I just kind of wish I didn't have this information. And so, I it, that's worse than, like, Kurt, you know, either hates the cops, which, you know, ACAB, am I right? Um all cops are bastards or he really had to pee in which case like okay it's unfortunate it happened to be on a cop car both of those are better reasons than i just need it i don't know i it sounds like your friend discovered who they were finally after probably years of soul searching and therapy had failed one drunken night unlocked the secret of 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 her soul if anything this is an indictment of myself for not being brave enough to live in my own truth <laughs> um so anyway so yeah so uh kurt's kurt's ab- abusing penny almost oh god damn it right we were talking about that <laughs> and uh ah, nuts <laughs> oh it all ends with so what kurt does to leonard is he writes on leonard's forehead i owe penny eighteen hundred dollars how did that happen <laughs> we well, we did we they cut the scene but i can only assume that it looked just like the scene in inglorious bastards where at the end with christoph waltz yeah I, I absolutely imagine, and it is good they didn't show this, is like that Kurt, he looks like he's seven feet tall, and uh, that he is his, he's looking into Leonard's eyes as if a lover's embrace. But when the hand goes on the back of the head, it is to grip Leonard's hair hard in his fingers and pull back. So 
Leonard's neck is back in arch, and he's nowhere to go. He's just scrawling the IOU into Leonard's phone. And Leonard is screaming the whole time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, not, not just because it hurts his hair, but because that is the most fear he has ever experienced. He doesn't know what's being written on his forehead. That is exactly how I imagined it happening, too. I'm glad. I'm worried that I was, like, just going nowhere with that. But no, if we... Yeah. Um, I mean, my version, Leonard was on the ground looking up at Kurt, but otherwise it was basically the same. That sounds somehow hornier than my version. Well, your version started out with a very erotic hair-pulling scene that... that <laughs> but it went south real quick. It did. All right. I was like, how is how does he... He's imagining this so much more sensually and tactily. Is there anything else in the actual episode? Yeah, so you we act you were acting like um Leonard didn't have like that the show plays out like inevitably like how it has to end, but it actually points out, and I think this is true, Leonard could just take off his cause Penny comes to him and is like, I'm going on another oh, date with my ex boyfriend. Right. He just decided to be a good guy. All Leonard has no, to we, do we need one back step, because I, I you, you haven't set the scene yet, which is at the very end of the episode, um Leonard is wearing a, a hat now to speak to hide the IOU that Kurt wrote onto his forehead. And so Penny comes over and is like, ha, stupid hat, nyuck, nyuck, nyuck. And then talks about going on the, the date with Kurt the next day. That's, and so yes, if he were to take off his hat, as you were about to say. He would, I mean, I don't get why he, I don't know what would happen, but I would think that that would be a perfectly, it'd be like, no, actually, he's an asshole. He did this to me, but I'm glad, you know, it resulted in you getting the money back. I Like, there's some weird implication, like, Sheldon seems to imply, and I guess this is like a common, like, chivalrous uh, uh, stereotype or whatever, that it's it would be unethical somehow for him to actually reap any, like, benefit or, like, allow Penny to bestow gratitude on him for taking credit for this yeah. thing, but no! He got his ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> he did the right thing. And he definitely, if anything, he's allowing her to be taken advantage of by just refusing to let himself be slightly humiliated in that situation. Yeah. Well, you know, you even say slightly humiliated. That's, I don't even think that would be the case. If anything, he would, I think, be receive adulation. No, I think so too. But I'm saying even in the worst case scenario where he comes off looking kind of like the beta male that he is, he would still be, it'd still be clear that he was in the right. Yeah, it's, no, it doesn't make any sense. And he'd be, and he'd be helped, like, le, like Sheldon, and it is, it's one of, it's actually kind of the last amusing Sheldon thing that he does. He's like, oh, I get it. You're like a knight on a, a true hero, you know, in the sense that you won't take any credit or praise for what you've done. You just help people anonymously, like the Incredible Hulk or something. But, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I guess he could. But that's not actually true. He's not, hel I mean, he's helping Penny a little, but he's not helping her as much as he could because he not telling her the truth. Well, so which do you think it is? Do you think he wouldn't take the hat off because he didn't want her to know that he was involved or that he really just is so righteous that he could not take any of the credit for it? Yeah, I think it's just I think it's just a weird like he doesn't know how to handle that interaction. I think it's uh it's actually I hate to do this, but I think he's most comfortable Uh uh no. Just keep talking. That's no. <laughs> He, at the end of the first season, they compare their relationship to Schrodinger's cat. And it's like, and then at the beginning of season two, they destroyed that because they actually went out of date and found out it didn't work very well between them. But I think he's trying to put their relationship back into like the ambiguous place where they maybe could eventually be, 
in a relationship, but they aren't actually in a relationship. And so by revealing that he had done something self-sacrificing, he would force her to, you know, decide how she felt about him as a human being too early. You you just reminded me of another weird Leonard Penny moment that I think we both took note of when we were watching the episode, but just hasn't come up yet, which is um, when they're when Leonard and Penny are going through her finances and oh, yeah. realizing that this is just unsustainable, uh, Leonard suggests getting a roommate, uh, tosses the idea of he and Penny living together, and Penny's like... Yeah, I mean, to be fair, he's he's making a joke. So yes, he's, yeah. He's not like, I could... He's like, well, you know, I have to live with Sheldon. I would much rather live with you. Yeah, and so uh, Penny is like, you know, if you and I were to live together, it wouldn't work because there's no way that I'd be able to keep my hands off of you. And I feel like if I were Leonard... I would, like, walk back to my apartment and just, like, punch my hands through, like, every wall. Just like, all of these feelings. I don't know what to do with these emotions. Yes, that was kind of, that was, that on the flip side of the scale, that was a dick move on Penny's part. That also seems, like, realistic, though. Because, like, yes. the, the, the hot girl that gets to fuck with the nerd because yeah, the nerd she, is just gonna linger no matter what. That she knows that flirting with you, like, is emotionally fulfilling to you, but... Yeah, she's not really willing to take it further than that. Yeah. So, like, not being a part of the interaction, I'm like, nice. Who you yeah. go? It was but, pretty funny. Oh, oh, that poor soul. That poor, poor, sweet little man. So, yeah. So, I think that's what's... I don't think it's either the worst case scenario or the best case scenario of the two. I don't think he's being particularly altruistic or he's... Or he's... Uh, I don't think he's really thinking through it. I think he's just scared of, like, revealing how much he cares about her. Okay, so here's my theory. Okay. The only thing I... This episode um so i guess i think the reason we both is everybody's a little more realistic also it's actually a novel like it's a thing that introduces tension in a novel and unpredictable way sheldon loaning penny money like raises the question of how they're both going to deal with that and you're like oh that's actually interesting this could end all sorts of interesting ways and i don't know how it's going to end but your theory i wonder if he's loaned all of them money i was wondering if that's where you're going with that i'm just saying if he's like if he currently is uh Laying, he's setting up all the threads so that later, when he is puppet master, he can pull them tight. Well, I'm just, we always wonder, why does everyone hang out with Sheldon? And this is literally the first good thing we have ever found out about him, which is that oh. Sheldon likes to give people large sums of money. Do you think not... he does this with each of them, like, once a week? I'm just, just, what, if this whole situation turns out to be some kind of weird harem Sheldon has built up yeah. with well, with money that he has slowly God, accumulated... I... I think you're onto something because okay. So first of all, that's that, so the, the the money that Sheldon gives to Penny, he's keeping in a can of peanut brittle, which you're not gonna believe this. When he opens up the can of peanut brittle, snakes come out of it. That's wild. And not um, real snakes. That would be cool, like those exploding pop up snakes. That would be fantastic. Or if there was just a dead snake in there, he forgot about. Like I think that would be just as good of a deterrent. And and so, uh, yeah, he's hiding it there, and then he gets paranoid, and he's like, also, by the way, uh, I've got more stashed away in the buttocks of a certain superhero. And then later in the episode, uh, Leonard's like, yeah, he keeps a stack of 50s in the Green Lantern's ass. Now, maybe Leonard is spying on Sheldon, but I think Sheldon, he's too careful to let that happen. Leonard knows, because that is the Leonard stash of money that Sheldon puts out. And I'm sure Raj and Wallowitz are both like, gosh, I hope they don't know about the secret stash that I'm getting paid out of. Yeah. Maybe Sheldon... Okay. Sometimes when dudes are jerks but have money, 
they can just pay ladies to spend time with them. Like, not even as, like, for sex, but, you know, the girlfriend experience, I think, is becoming increasingly popular. Maybe Sheldon knows exactly how awkward he is. Like, it's it's not even uh, a game or anything. Like, he gets it, and he can't overcome his own personality defects, and so he pays everyone he knows just to spend time with him. Not even maybe in, a, like, a manipulative way, just that's what he needs to do. Yeah, I mean, it would make... I'm just saying, it would. It seems like it would require a, a fairly large amount of money, so I don't know where yeah. he's getting it all, but uh, if... if if it turned out like everybody's relationship, to, actually that does. I bet this is exactly like you know, you know. I'm sure this is exactly how the Playboy bunnies felt about Hugh Hefner. You know, in his later years, it's like we hate this motherfucker and we would do anything to get away from him. I but d- damn, I, you cut out the phrase "later years," and I think you're accurate there. Yeah, like that's. Oh, it's man. like we are trapped in a hell of our own greed and this person's, you know never-ending desire to be, you know, the center of attention. Yeah, if it weren't for the incredible disparities in uh, income between different classes and social circles, I wouldn't have to do this. But, yeah, hey, here we are. This is the country you we know, made. Oh, that actually, it might, well, I started to say, I don't want to make any generalizations about, but there's no reason we can't assume they're all poor. Like, we don't know anything. It just occurs to me. We don't know how much money any of them make at their science gigs maybe that maybe raj i mean raj's parents seem to be like doctors in india no no that's the thing i i keep wondering why you would assume they're poor i'm like sheldon i think is has to at least be reasonably well off as such a uh, notable theoretical physicist like well i'm just saying if if they were all codependent on him because he's their primary source of actual like extra income it would make a lot more sense well i mean maybe they aren't that great like wallowitz he he uh he fucked up a um what a Mars rover or something yes. and he didn't get busted but maybe that's like the one thing he didn't get busted for maybe he's a terrible engineer yeah and Leonard doesn't seem to contribute much what does he do what does he do and Raj is uh again what does Raj do yeah because he's also a physicist but like he's not you know I don't I don't care beyond this point. I have questions. I'm not going to think too hard about the answers. That's nope, why I choose I'm, to live. I'm just assuming that uh, my, like I said, from my going theory is that the reason they all hang out with Sheldon is because he has loaned them incredibly large sums of money, and they resent him for it, and they definitely do things to strike back at him, but they won't ever abandon him entirely because they are all in his debt. Yeah. Well, and you know, you don't want to, you don't want to risk turning off that faucet. So. Boy, oh boy, do we ever have to wrap up. Uh, but first, oh, we still have social media. We got a Facebook. Big Bang Theory Theory. Yeah. You can find it if you try, I'm sure. We also got a Twitter at BB Theory Squared, which let me tell you, we did not get a lot of tweets as a general rule. But boy, did some people want to weigh in this last couple weeks to tell me how weird I am and how much they think Nick is in the right because of this whole Kyle hasn't seen The Simpsons thing. So, Oh, really? Yeah. Good. Good. This is exactly what I hoped would happen. Oh, man. You know, I'm usually not into mob justice, but you animal. You deserve whatever you get. Um, also, uh, rate and review on iTunes, as so many other people encourage you to do with every other show you might listen to. We appreciate it. I mean, really, I don't give a shit, but hey, do it. It's, it's nice for us. Okay. Now we've got to get into our nice nerd thing for the week. Do you have a nice nerd thing for the week, Kyle? Uh, 
I mean, I have a nice thing. I don't know that it's nerdy enough for. An oh right, no the way nice. the way that you experience it, I bet it's nerdy enough. Just please, I get into it. I'm excited. So I went to a. I mean, my nerdy thing of the week is. Uh, Actually, you're right. It is like the least nerdy thing ever. But continue. Is uh, is I went to a Muay Thai seminar. Muay Thai is just uh, it's just Thai kickboxing. It's what it, you might know uh, the character Sagat from Street Fighter. That's what he does. But more important, yeah. I mean, it's a uh, it's a worldwide kickboxing thing. And anyway, we had a we had like a world champion female trainer come and teach us, and it was awesome it was like a four-hour kickboxing seminar learned incredible stuff literally the highlight of like the last three months of my life just four hours of bliss just kicking the shit out of each other it was just you know my partner was also like 250 pounds of pure muscle and it was just great going back and forth it was just so much happiness and also the lady teaching it was awesome like you know it's nice to me it's like meeting a female mixed martial arts fighter is always like the closest you're ever going to come to meeting like a comic book superheroine in real life like her neck muscles are like wonder woman's it's just crazy and she was such a good teacher and i had a really good time so kickboxing everyone should do it did did she hit you no not me <sighs> perfect not me specifically next time next time uh, that's pretty rad. I feel embarrassed because I don't have anything nearly that cool. I don't even have like a recent nerd thing to contribute. Okay, I can do one nerdy thing that will help, and that will I'll bring do whatever the tone. you like. Also, I saw the Lego Movie two. Pretty good. not as good as Lego Movie one, but still pretty good. Okay, okay. Um, I'm not gonna go deep into this, but what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna recommend a show that is old that I've started watching again, and I feel like never got enough credit, and that is. King of the Hill. Ah, oh, yeah, you you snicker all you like. No, King of the Hill Hill's a delightful show. It's what, a fantastic it. show. Everyone agrees that it's like strangely progressive and wholesome in all sorts of ways. Yeah, no, it's great. Like um the episode I was watching the other night, uh it was Peggy Hill, the 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 matriarch of the Hill household. Uh is she works as a substitute teacher and the uh during an evaluation the the kids get the better of her. And she eventually uh, ends up consulting with Hank, who it's, 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 I'm not going to be able to do it, but it's very funny where he's like, oh yeah, you know, back in my day, you know, our teacher uh, had uh, this, this big paddle, you know, his old, old spanky, we, we called it, and, and it had holes drilled into it to, to reduce the wind resistance. Old, old spanky. And the rest of the episode is about Peggy, like, trying to appear tough with her new enforcement tool and every other adult in the neighborhood being like, no, 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 no. <laughs> they all have PTSD from getting beaten with this paddle when they were a kid. And that's, like, not a funny thing on its own, but it's just... Ugh. It's pretty aware. Yeah, it's great. And it's, and it's also, I think it's great because it's in no way ham-fisted, like... They never even directly address it as a form of, like, psychological trauma. Instead, like, all the guys that grew up together, it's like, we'd rather you not, you know? <laughs> we, don't, we don't really need to talk about why. It's just, it doesn't seem like necessarily the most effective means of discipline. <laughs> uh, it's, that show is, it's so funny. Like, I watch, there's so much comedy that I think is is clever in a 
<laughs> kind of way. And I appreciate that. I really do. But, like, watching King of the Hill the other night, like, I was consistently laughing. And that's so rare. And it's not, like, nostalgia. Like, I... Because I've watched such a random spattering of that show that I don't think I'd seen any of those episodes before. Um, they're just quality. So, yeah. Yeah, I like it. I'm gonna... I, you, got, you got me on board. I'm gonna watch more King of the Hill. Please do. That seems like an animated family comedy that I can get behind. In, in Muay Thai... How much trouble would I be in if my trademark move was to say, That's my purse! I don't know you! And then kick someone in the testicles. Well, in, in, in Muay Thai, that would be a, an illegal move. In Krav Maga, that would be perfectly acceptable and arguably the best opening you could make. So Krav Maga is my jam, then. Yeah. In fact, if you want, next Tuesday night is... Uh, they're having a special Valentine's Day. Bring, bring that special person in your life that you're close to to the gym, and you'll get a free Krav Maga class. And so most people are probably going to bring, you know, their dates. But if you want to come as my special person, we can train some Krav Maga together. Okay, so that sounds rad. But one thing, like, what, 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 what? They're like, hey, everyone, check it out. Domestic violence night. What? <laughs> I know you're making a joke, but just to be clear, no, that is specifically... Bring your loved ones in and tell them how you really feel on this special day. <laughs> Show them what you're really capable of. <laughs> like, I feel comfortable going that to, with that to you because no matter how much we beat the shit out of each other, you know, it's not necessarily a crime, but, but man, the second, the second someone sees us holding hands in public, if you hit me, we're not going to Krav Maga together anymore, brother. I tell you that right now. And we will be holding hands in public soon, I promise you. <laughs>